Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of SaaS Sessions podcast. I hope you guys are listening to this one from a safe and isolated location. I hope this this whole COVID nineteen thing settles down. And until then, I'm hosting great CEOs and great leaders on the show to talk more about the current situation and how we can help your company through this one. So I have Surender with me on the call today. Surender is the CEO of Adapt.io. If uh, if you wouldn't have heard of this tool. i think you should go right now and check it out because adapt.io is a sales acceleration platform that that provides b2b companies with the contact database for sales and for the sales and marketing teams and i think they have a 99% accuracy with their database and it's also a leader in the g2 crowds product for sales quadrant so it was just announced as a leader in 2019 so hey surinder congrats on that and welcome to the show hey sunil thanks so much uh, it's a pleasure talking to you wait So you want to give some more information about adapt before we jump in yeah sure definitely adapt is is a company that is just less than 3 years old we are a bootstrapped uh, startup and we have we are close to a 35 member team as of today and we are we are into b2b data as you said we are a typical saas saas uh, player and we have we built our product in in uh, 2017 first half of 2017 and we started generating the revenue uh, like in in the second half and uh, we have been a cash flow positive profit making ever since and uh, we have remained so uh, until today that's that's amazing i mean that that would be any founder's dream you know to start to bootstrap and in less than a year or like you know almost a year you you get cash flow positive that's that's really great and you know talking about the current situation a lot of companies are maybe putting their themselves on hiring freeze and a lot of companies are laying off so what about adapt surrender so is adapt hiring yeah we've always been looking to uh, hire so we've never uh, stopped hiring we, we we hired we almost doubled our size we were 20 uh, 21 22 members like 6 months ago and we are now 35 members Uh, we are looking we are looking to continue to hire because it is it is very important that that we are prepared you know when the situation ends and right. uh, we want to make sure that we have the right right talent and uh, yes this is not a good time these are difficult times but i'm very confident that we all will pass through this and uh, we'll get back to uh, our old ways and we are looking to hire predominantly in marketing and uh, sales we're looking for uh, talent there we have we built a very strong product and engineering and tech side right. we are we are looking to expand our capabilities on the marketing and the sales side amazing so if you guys any of you guys listening are if you are looking or facing a layoff or hiring freeze so maybe you can reach out to surender on linkedin and uh, you can check out any role possible role in adapt so surender talking about adapt so before this you were working uh, with owler and uh, then you started adapt in 2017 so what what made you you know take the jump and what made you create adapt.io did you see any like gaps in the market or did you see because i think such tools are already there uh, like you know zoom in for discover or but what gap did you see and what made you create adapt.io sure so i was i was at owler uh, for uh, close to 5 years and uh, owler was a great company it is uh, yeah. you know a silicon valley based startup it had it had a great team and i was uh, i was running uh, the india operations uh, from uh, coimbatore here and so we built you know company data company intelligence data and 
and it was it was one of the best in the world in terms of uh, the data quality right and at that point of time we were already brainstorming about you know the scope the additional scope that we have in b2b data like you now especially in the contact uh, space as as you mentioned you know you, you just mentioned zoom info and discover org they were pretty much the top players and there was there was not much competition to them and at that point of time there were different companies and now you know discover org has acquired zoom info and and there's pretty much uh, they are the only you know top player there it's kind of a monopoly and the industry is is huge the addressable market is is very very large and right. there are so many other smaller players who, who who take their own share of the market but but what we thought was this industry there is there is a scope for disruption because the the data that you know that zoom info has and discover all has data in, in in itself is is pretty difficult it's it's very difficult to keep it up to date and make it make sure it is uh, recent that is where we saw the opportunity we came up with some really innovative ideas that will put a lot of focus on not how how we uh, collect and store the data but but most of the focus is on how we keep that data up to date so even yes, if uh, we we have we have close to 90 million now we are 100 million contacts and and you know we could we can easily go to 200 million 300 million but we wanted to make sure that we keep our data set very focused and at the mm-hmm. same time uh, it has to be the most up to date in the industry so that has been our focus and that is what really matters we think and mm-hmm. as you mentioned we are we are highly rated on g2 crowd in this segment in just less than 3 years we are number one product in the marketing account intelligence right. category and the reason for that is because our data is is the best in the industry that is that is why we've been able to uh, be successful right so i think the the short form here would be you know quality over quantity right so any exactly. any yeah that's a great way to put it yeah so any any reason partic- any particular reason that you you went like for quality versus quantity because i i would think like most of the companies would al- always go for quantity not not always in terms of data and all but whatever they are doing right they want if if it's a b2c company they want to acquire users quickly even though their the users are not you know that active that engaged on the platform but they they go for quantity right and not for quality so do you th- think any particular reason why and why did you go for quality versus quantity so when when you do marketing campaigns and sales campaigns you know for uh, businesses it is it is about the quality times have changed email providers email senders you know they don't tolerate bounce rates you know, that are greater than 10 15% at the max and if you are going to give data that is if you send it's about it's a trade off between how many people you can reach versus the quality of uh, the reach so if you are sending 100 emails and 50 of them bounce you're going to be blacklisted by the email provider you're you're not going to be able to send your email campaigns but what we try to focus on is if i'm giving you 50 contacts we'll try and get all the 50 to be delivered that way your email reputation is not affected and at the end result would be the same you'll still be able to reach uh, you know the same 50 people and most most of the decision makers so when we say quality or quantity we make sure that the key decision makers are in our database so that is one of our strategies we want to make sure that we don't provide just random set of uh, contacts from a company we provide key decision makers and influencers who are the contacts that really matter and when you send contacts when you send emails to these particular contacts uh, we ensure that the deliverability is really high so that your campaigns are not affected and your email reputation is not affected as well 
right totally so uh, you know taking the same point from uh, quality versus quantity and attaching it to the employees of the company i said i think you said in 3 years you have around 30 35 people team so is that the same philosophy that you follow in terms of you know managing the company as well like you know instead of hiring you know a lot of people you hire like you know very very selective people who are who who and you pick and choose your employees and and so on and that's why you have built a lean team is that so yeah that's right we focus our hiring processes very you know very exhaustive and it is it is pretty long process we at least go through four to five rounds you know we do a couple of phone screens and then we bring the person for face to face we go through at least three or four rounds we 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 focus a lot on the people we hire because uh the team is what makes the company and we have our our biggest strength is our culture we are a very you know a, a team that is driven by itself we do not believe in managing a team what we believe in is that every everybody in the team is a leader in their own sense so that that reduces a lot of overhead you don't read you don't need a management layer we do not we have a pretty much a flat hierarchy Mm-hmm. and uh, everybody has their own responsibilities and and you know we we have we are a very free company we provide a lot of freedom we are a very transparent company as well everybody in the company knows what exactly is going on where we are heading towards you know what's the revenue we are making etc so we are a very transparent very empowering kind of a culture and for that you need a certain kind of an uh, attitude we need somebody who can come and say hey, you tell me what to do and i'll get it done or can do it. attitude and a skill set is definitely important but what we believe in is that uh, a skill set can be uh, improved can be learned if right if you have the willingness to learn so that's what we've been focusing on and that's what we are trying to maintain our culture and and as we grow as we become larger we want to make sure uh, that the uh, the highest focus is on maintaining uh, this culture right right i think i read in in some book i don't remember the name or the author's name but he wrote this one line which which says uh, higher passion and train skill so i think that's that's right. something which uh, you are doing at adapt that's that's really great that's and yeah, yeah that's really great and uh, i think it must be very hard to run a company in india from a, a startup company in india from a tier 2 city which is coimbatore and building a lean team building hiring passionate people without without like you know not not a very great skill set but obviously the uh, skills get skills can be you know gained or you can be trained but you know finding that passion in people and making them work in a tier 2 city which is coimbatore and not you know bangalore or hyderabad or chennai so how how do you how do you go about that like you know how do you how can you convince people like you know to work in a company like adapt yeah that's a great question so in you know when you say tier 2 city uh, coimbatore uh, yes definitely it is a tier 2 city and it is growing and there are pros and cons in being a, a tier 2 city it's not like right. you know comparing to a bangalore or chennai where the uh, the abundance there is abundance of uh, a skill set where you can easily hire coimbatore right. may not be having so much of abundance in terms of skill set uh especially when you look at you know, on the on the on the business side on the on the sales and marketing side but is is a hot spot for technology you know we have so many engineering colleges here there are a lot of students coming out every year the for hiring engineers we've never faced any difficulty mm-hmm. and you know we it is it is a lot more easier and we have very good talent coming in as well 
and when you compare to that to you know the marketing and sales yes there is there is some difficulty in hiring for marketing and sales but that's where that's where you know what we do as a company really matters they look at what they are doing and they reach out to us and say hey we love to work for you and that is how we hire people and when you hire that kind of people you uh, you have you get that passion that we are looking for and also you know they they stick with us for a long time and we our attrition rate is close to zero we do not have anybody right. leaving our company that's uh, one of the reason is because we are in a tier 2 city it is a lot more it's a lot less competitive i would say mm-hmm. but in terms of the the compensation and other things we still match uh, the best in the industry even in tier 1 cities but we but uh, the people who are there with our company they they stick to stick with us over a long time and the attrition is really low because of the culture and because uh, we are uh, we are doing so well as a company that's really great i think uh, for a founder for any founder that's really a blessing <laughs> to have have such a culture right. to have such a culture and you know having attrition rate zero and plus you know keeping all the employees happy with the industry you don't want to you know like you know compensate your employees less just because they are they are working in a tier 2 city or whatever because they are doing the same work as any other you know absolutely yeah. and now uh, with the situation as you can see yeah. pretty much everybody is remote and yeah. and it doesn't make a difference whether you're in a tier 2 city tier 1 city you you get the work done and that's what really matters right so so does adapt have any remote teams like or everyone sits in coimbatore itself you know we have we have a sales team in the us that is working remote so they are we do not have a physical office yet in in the us so they are all working from home and, and they are all remote but in india everybody is is uh, working from coimbatore we have we have a couple of people who work like a couple of weeks from coimbatore a couple of weeks from chennai because their families are there but not full time remote yeah but most of them are from the office wait i think it's just a matter of time for adapt to get an office in the us <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much our next target. So we are working towards that. Great, great. And so, Surinder, again, so you you managed Auler, like you know, you managed their India operations right from Coimbatore. Now you started a company three years into it, and it's cash flow positive, building a lean team, you know, getting awards, and you know, building a qualitative, uh, like qualitative company. So, what's your take on you know building a SaaS company in India? Because I think SaaS in India is like. you know it's just it's just booming up as compared to you know us and european markets and i think majority of the saas companies like 90 95% of the saas companies in india would build in india and sell in the us so that's that's kind of the philosophy so what's your take on like you know the whole saas market in india yeah i think this is a great time for india and especially saas uh, you know with with the industry growing and and the model the typical model that all of us follow which is which is you know to build uh, build it from india and sell predominantly to the us and we are we are kind of a global product we have customers from all over the world but the predominant the dominant market is of course the us so this model is something that has been working you know over the past uh, 10 12 years this is what uh, most of the companies have been doing and they have been successful there are companies you know who have shown us how to uh, do it before there are so many industry leaders who have already done it before and which gives confidence to so many budding entrepreneurs to to try this model and it's uh, uh, it is not easy but but it is definitely something that we can make it work if we if we address the right uh, priorities and that's the exact model that we have been <clears throat> following as well we we built the entire company from scratch from india and we did not have a us presence at all we we did all the sales from india as well and we were able to do decently well 
and for scaling you know for scaling something like adapt we definitely need a us presence also that adds a lot of advantage but but just from within india also we could do we could do so much and the reason is you know in today's world the communication has become a lot more easier mm-hmm. and the world is open to you know doing business with everybody in any other country so it is it is a kind of a great situation to to be in actually and with india you get the advantage of you know maintaining your costs lower as well we cannot imagine a 35 member team in the us with uh, the business that we are doing but a 35 member in india is a lot more easier for us and we are still profitable so which is which which is a great advantage over companies you know or startups that are in the us it is it is that advantage that india provides which is which is which gives our competitive edge over uh, the rest of the world got it got it and and where do you think this this whole saas industry is going in india like what would be the state of uh, saas in india after this covid situation cools down maybe in 6 months or a year or or you know even more than that yeah i think uh, the covid situation is something that is uh, that will definitely have an impact but uh, as i said we we will definitely uh, get through this i think uh, saas in india is looking really strong uh, uh, years ago we were probably the next big thing in sas but right now i think we've already become the big thing in sas with you know we have we have one of the most uh, vibrant sas culture that's happening you look at all the conferences look at all the leaders that are coming out the knowledge the knowledge that is being transferred between between people is so tremendous and you know there are so many companies that have given us a blueprint on how to make this successful so there is so much of uh, learning that we can do and the access to to any of these top founders has become a lot more easier so you get you get uh, you have all the all the things that uh, would make it uh, really successful so i'm i'm really very excited about uh, where we are heading towards and mm-hmm. i'm very sure that india would be the next uh, saas capital in the world that's really great and i would definitely want to see that happen uh great so i think uh, we have reached the course here and i have a few you know lightning questions or you know rapid fire questions so maybe you can just answer what what's on the top of your mind so what's sure. what's the favorite book that you would recommend to the listener something that has helped you the most um okay my my favorite book is a, a book named speed of trust it is written by stephen covey and it is it is it is a tremendous book it it opens your eyes towards some very simple things that you you've overlooked uh, but are so important in uh, not only establishing a great work culture and establishing great relationships at work but it also helps you on the personal side as well so the focus on of this book is on trust how do you develop everything on top of trust with trust as the foundation that's a book uh, that i really love it it made a huge difference to how i approach people great that's that's really great and i think it all the learnings panned out for you and adapt as well so some yeah. something which is really helpful so what's what's something or what's the one thing that you did at adapt like some decisions that you take at the early uh, days of adapt that you wish you wouldn't have taken oh adapt there <laughs> there are so many so we've you know we've had our ups and downs most decisions you know some decisions with people you know hiring as i said we pay a lot of attention to hiring but we still made our hiring mistakes uh, it's not about the people it's just that what time you hire what kind of people and we've also made mistakes in terms of the product we we were probably slightly late in in terms of uh, kicking off our marketing efforts we were 
our founders, if you look at our founding team, we are purely product and technology related. And uh, what we were focusing on was how do we build a great product? How do we make it technically really good? And we didn't pay enough attention to marketing. So I think we should have started uh, our marketing and sales efforts a lot more earlier. That's that's one of the things that I would have changed. And so, Surinder, like what keeps you going? What's, what's the motivation for you? Motivation for me is today we have on Adapt, we have like 300,000 users who use our product and we we love to make a difference to people's lives. And we we see all the all the reviews that come in, you know, what's what's what make, difference it makes uh, to their work, how easy it makes for them to reach out to the right people. And to hear that kind of um, feedback and also to have uh, the feedback from our team as well. When, when they talk about how they enjoy doing, uh, you know, how they enjoy doing what they're doing every day. That's the kind of motivation that I really look for, which keeps me going when, when we see that if you're doing something that makes a difference to uh, a huge bunch of uh, people. So that is what uh, keeps me driving. That, that's really great. And like one last question, like if, if the current you could call the 25-year-old you, what would you say to him? I don't know, but I think I spent I spent my first six years at uh, TCS. It was it was a great experience. I wouldn't really want to change a lot of that, but one thing that I would uh, tell myself is to try to build my network uh, right from you know a younger age because I I didn't I didn't have enough exposure towards what a great network uh, can give you you know as an advantage now i know the difference because network is what really matters but at that point of time i wasn't really too much into linkedin and networking anyway so that's something that i would have uh, probably uh, changed a bit uh, when i was younger awesome awesome so that's it uh thanks a lot surinder thanks a lot for coming on and you know having this wonderful conversation i think takeaways from this like great takeaways Great. Thank you so much uh, for your time, Sunil. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Great. So that's it for today, guys. Uh, you definitely check out uh, Surinder on LinkedIn and also check out Adapt.io. And connect with Surinder. I think he's, he's out looking for, you know, to connect with people. That's something he wished he should have done earlier, but he's open to it now. So maybe you just want to drop in a note and say hi. He's, he'll definitely be interested in talking to you.